Rita, and I help with patient aftercare at Mexico Bariatric Center. And I'm Marina, a patient coordinator here at NBC. As past patients, our goal is to break the stigma of having weight loss surgery in Mexico by sharing our experiences and explaining the process. Covering all things bariatric to help you get the most out of this weight loss journey. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the patient process and share some of our experience at NBC with you. So for me, in 2017, I had the gastric sleeve and I lost 90 pounds meeting my goal weight. Yay! Thank you. Yay! So for me, um, I also had gastric sleeve or VSG um, in 2018 with Dr. Valenzuela. I lost 150 pounds and then in 2021, I did a revision with Dr. Rodriguez to the duodenal switch or duodenal switch, depending on where you're from. At this point, I have lost 206 pounds. Yay! Yay! So, Sarita, um, what brought you to your decision to have surgery? So, there were several things. Um, so, first thing, I had tried to lose weight for almost 20 years after having my son at a late, uh, later stage in life, I guess. Yeah. And I tried every diet out there, could not lose weight. Mm -hmm. um, so then my husband passed away and I kind of ate my way up to 250 pounds, oh. breathing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went to California to visit my family and I met my friend for lunch at the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, yeah. And she told me that she had surgery and she had lost 70 pounds. Okay. And I'm like, I would like to lose 70 pounds. Yeah. So she gave me the information. I kind of sat on it for a while and then got up the courage to make the phone call. Okay. And, you know, I was there within two weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. So for me, um, the decision um, came after having a conversation with a friend as well. Mm -hmm. She had been to um, Mexico Bariatric Center. I had to... Um, call her one day and on that particular day I was feeling very miserable. Mm -hmm. I'd gained lots of lots of weight um, over the years. I did eat properly, um, small meals every couple hours. I was going to the gym five days a week and it didn't matter what I did, I couldn't lose weight. I was just miserable. Um, I got pneumonia um, and um, on this day that I called her, she said to me that um, Mexico Bariatric Center saved her life. She was able to have a back surgery that she needed. She just got back from like Disney um, and had a great time with the kids at Disney. And so before she went with the phone me, she said that, um, well, she raved and raved and raved about Mexico Bariatric Center. And then when she had the phone, she said, it truly saved my life. And those words truly saved my life rang out in my head. Because I was sitting there all day thinking there has to be more aliveness. I was so miserably mm -hmm. sick. And I know that being overweight was making being sick even harder. Mm -hmm. And so um, she said that and it kept ringing over in my head. So I texted her and I said, so what was the name of that place you went? And she said, again, Mexico Bariatric Center, Dr. Valenzuela. So I Googled them, you know, I looked it up. Um, I filled out the online health questionnaire and next thing I know I get like a pre-approval and I get a text from my coordinator mm -hmm. and then I get an approval. Um, and so it, I knew like when it said approved, I just couldn't believe it. Like it was, 
it was like this is really happening this is this mm -hmm. is it's real yeah it's real because insurance would never cover surgery for me in the United States. my insurance did not cover weight loss surgery they had an exclusion no no weight loss surgery so for me it was that the insurance um, would only cover if you had like serious comorbidities and for me I didn't have that I was, right. I was overweight which should be comorbid mm -hmm. enough but um, it wasn't considered enough I did have some pre-diabetes that wasn't enough I no. had no heart problems I had no other they issues they want you to whatsoever. be very ill <laughs> I was healthier than that yeah. my daughter used to tell me all the time that um, she knows that I exercise right and that I um, ate healthy because it reflected in my labs so right. Um, anyways, that, that was my decision and that's how I, that's how that came to be. And, you know, booking was really easy. Um, I was able to pay my deposit and secure my date, which for me was, uh, several months in advance. I did have to do an eight week pre-op diet, which was okay. Cause I needed a couple of months to get my payment together and make things happen. Um, so what was the booking process for you? What that looked like? So I filled out my health questionnaire, mm -hmm. got approved <clears throat> for the sleeve, and paid my deposit. I think I took the first date available because okay. I was like, let's just get this done. Yeah. And I had one week of pre-op and, you know, I mean, it all happened so quickly. I booked my flight, mm -hmm. um, I was on pre-op. You know, it just it was a whirlwind of things. You know, I uh, scanned my passport, filled out all my paperwork, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very quick. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, and then for me, you know, like I said, that pre-op diet was eight weeks. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was kind of easy. I already ate um, very much like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. How it was anyway, minus the cheese, because cheese and I were best friends. And Coffee and I are best friends. Well, I had to break up with cheese, so <laughs> I had to break up with coffee. I love coffee. Well, my second pre-op diet wasn't as long, so it wasn't as bad. But yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's not difficult. The pre-op diet is not difficult. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. So, um, you know, going through that process, it wasn't it wasn't <clears throat> hard. It was seamless. Coordinator really helped me, and now mm -hmm. as a coordinator myself, I love being able to help people get set up. Yeah, uh, it's great. And then so, um, you know, when you when you get on that plane though, and you head over, there's so many fears. There's like, am I gonna fit in the seat fear? Cause I had that fear, I don't know about you, but. I didn't have I that, had that fear, fear because I, I actually flew first class and I knew the seats were bigger. Mm -hmm. And so I, I didn't have that fear, but I guess my fear was I'm traveling alone to a country that, you know, I haven't been to and like, what's gonna happen? But yeah. everything was flawless. Everything went perfect. It was the first time out of country <clears throat> for me as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we also had to get passports and do all that kind right. of stuff. Right. Yeah. Did you already have a passport? I had a passport because I actually had gone on a cruise prior okay. to that. So I, I had a passport. I just had to get it renewed. Okay. And so, um, you know, that part was pretty simple. Yeah. And you can also cross the border with a... Um, birth certificate and it has to be the original with the seal on it and then also an enhanced driver's license so it's right. like it has that gold or black star right. a lot of people do that as well um for me though my mind said i was like i'm just gonna get a passport yeah i think it was just easier yeah. to have the passport and then you know you can use it later if you travel out of the country it's good for 10 years yeah yeah, yeah. for sure mm -hmm. so um 
you know, moving on, you know, like I said, um, the plane ride for me, it was a little scary, but you know, it was super great because you know, my, my driver texted me the day before and he was like, Hey, I'm Willie. And this mm -hmm. is me, and this is my car. He actually sent me a picture of him. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah. yeah, like a picture of him and a text message, and he told us to meet him, you know, at a certain location. Yes. He showed up. There were other patients waiting. There were other patients in the the car or van, and mm -hmm. you know, like we all crossed together. Yeah. So um, I got that, and I was like, okay, this, you know, it's really happening. I was all packed, ready to go. I did the cashier's check method, so I had my cashier's check in my luggage. And I was ready to go. That was my option for payment. Um, anyway, and then I, I arrived in San Diego. By the time my plane went, I had another text from Willie. This was with both experiences, not just the first one, mm -hmm. um, but both experiences. Well, all three, because I also went as a as a companion. Um, so all three experiences by the time the plane lands, I have another, I had another text message. Hey, this is Willie again, you know, like I'll be at, you know, go out this door and I'll be here. And Willie's the best. Yes. And that's exactly where he was. He was exactly where he right. said, and it was yeah. my first time flying. So I was really nervous. Um, and he made it, it made it, he made it so easy. Yeah. Um, so for me, I don't think there was any, um, patience. Uh, with the first trip because we actually flew into San Diego early um, now my second trip you know I had that text before I landed my first trip I actually landed before um, my arrival day because we wanted to stay in San Diego early yeah and that didn't really work out for us because I wasn't feeling so well on the liquid diet mm -mm. it just kind of upset <laughs> my stomach and mm -hmm. I thought it would be fun and no. for me that wasn't um, no, that was not the fun part. No, it wasn't. I was miserable. My husband well, had a great time in San Diego by himself, I guess. <clears throat> but sitting in first class, being on, on clear liquids, was not fun because everyone around me has this beautiful meal and they're eating it, and they have snacks mm -hmm. and they have unlimited everything, you know. And I couldn't have anything. Aww. Yeah. Okay. It was worth it. It was worth it. I lost 90 pounds. So. Yeah, totally worth yeah. it. Totally worth it. All right. So, um, I did get an Uber back over to the airport though, since I was in, and then by the time I got to the airport that day, you know, that's when Willie was like, Hey, come to this section. Right. That was the first trip. Second trip, of course, was different. Um, but anyway, and then I was really nervous crossing the border. Were you like when you went to Mexico? Was Not that, really. I was, I was so scared. I was like, what's going to happen? And then, you know, we get in the car, we're driving down, down, it's about a 20 to 30 minute drive. It doesn't take long at all. And, um, we come up and so when you go into Mexico, it's like a toll booth that's open. Like there's nobody there. We didn't Anyone can come in. Yeah, we didn't stop and talk to anybody. And I thought it was going to be like scary, but there was nothing scary about it. We just drove right through this, this pass and, and, uh, we Same. Yeah, you cross into Mexico and you drive through and Tijuana is not what I thought it would be. I, I guess um, I thought it would be like you see in movies with like dirt and donkeys and it wasn't anything like that. There's a lot of honking. A lot of honking. And, a lot of honking. And, um, and a lot of crazy driving. And yes. One of the things I remember most, like kudos to the drivers in Tijuana, like kudos to Mexico Bariatric Center drivers because... Um, 
they drive a lot in there and there is a lot of crazy stuff going on because one of the things I remember and I try to describe to people when they say they want to drive to Tijuana I'm like I just don't think that's a good idea because in the city there's like these brick roundabouts mm -hmm. and you've got four lanes of traffic coming from four sides going into these roundabouts <laughs> there are no lines on the road and no road rules so immediately your two lanes that you're coming from turn into about like six or eight lanes mm -hmm. and you can literally like reach out and touch somebody right. and so it can be scary it was very scary but our driver navigated that just seamlessly mm -hmm. like perfectly and got us safely to the hotel yeah yes and back and forth from the hotel yeah. to the hospital so it, it was great um we get to the hotel and um that's when we meet the coordinator what was that like for you um, so we all went into the lobby and, you know, we got assigned our room, we got our jello, mm -hmm. our popsicle, our yeah. broth, they brought it to us at the Hyatt, I mm -hmm. stayed at the Hyatt, and, <clears throat> you know, you went up to your room, settled in, and then, um, they told you when pre-op would be, um, later that day, mm -hmm. and, we all went to pre-op together, met Carla, who is amazing. Carla is Carla's the best. Yes. And um, we did our blood work and we did uh, EKG. You know, we mm -hmm. did everything we needed to do. And then we went back to the hotel and we were given our surgery time for the next day. Mm -hmm. And we were told to be in the lobby at a certain time. Yeah. And they picked us up. We checked out of the hotel. Um, and then went to the hospital and were checked into the hospital. Yeah, it was pretty seamless. Yeah, and so when I got to the hotel, Juan was the coordinator there. I don't um, remember my coordinator's name. Yeah, uh, Jesus used to be the coordinator. I think Jesus was probably your coordinator. It, it probably, that sounds familiar. He was the first one. He was the coordinator the first time I had surgery, and right. then now it's Juan. And Juan is great. He says, I'm going to get your happy meal, and he comes <laughs> back with like, broth and the jello the sugar-free jello of course popsicles. and sugar-free yeah. popsicles and you know you've been traveling all day and you're hangry hangry nothing but liquids and right. yeah so when he says happy meal he he he's a man of words right there because mm -hmm. it is definitely a happy meal so um yeah for sure we we hung out in the lobby a little while did some paperwork um he takes care of getting you checked in you don't have to do anything no. We didn't have to go talk to the front desk. No, um, we didn't have to do anything. Nothing like that. Next thing I know, I hand him some papers and he hands me a room key. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. So mm -hmm. uh, we go to our room and depending on when, when you get there, you can mm -hmm. usually have some time to relax. Sometimes you may not have as much time as others. Um, but you definitely um, get to kind of chill for a second if, if you're able, I mean. Yeah, I didn't really have a lot of time to maybe go explore, and I was by myself. I didn't, I didn't really know anyone at that point, so I kind of just hung out in my room and, mm -hmm. you know, to get ready for the next day. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and then um, at the hospital, you know, meeting Carla was great. Mm -hmm. Carla was great. She really knows how to help people um, kind of take the nerves off, I guess. Yeah, feel comfortable, and she wants your journey to be very successful and she's very good at it mm -hmm. she very is good. she's just a ball fire she is 
She's one of those people that I like to call superhuman. Mm-hmm. Like she she's is. available to patients 24 hours a day. Right. She's at the hospital at the crack of dawn and she's there until like the middle of the night. So right. she's always there. And she's always there and she always answers in the middle of the night. <clears> she does. Her. Mm-hmm. So she's absolutely great. Um, <clears throat> so for me too, I did pre-op. We did, um, you know, EKG blood work. Um, all those things, meeting other people, that was one of the best parts. You get to meet other people that's having mm-hmm. surgery with you. Um, share your, your nerves and your yeah. experience. You Bonding. Know. Yes. You made sur- friends for surgery life. Surgery sisters and brothers. Yes. Surgery siblings. Sur- surgery, surgery siblings. I like that better. It's usually surgery sisters. Like, there's yeah. a lot of that, but look, there's some, there's some there's brothers out there, too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and... You know, we didn't meet our surgeon that first day, but that's okay because the next day when we went for surgery, we did. I did right. meet my surgeon, and right. I know with Dr. Valenzuela, she spent a lot of time answering all of my questions, and I had so many of them. And mm-hmm. she did not leave that room until I was happy, mm-hmm. until I was satisfied, until I was comfortable. Right. Um, she spent a lot of time with me. Um, and as well as Dr. Rodriguez, he did the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, something that um, I actually was part of our Facebook group, because being on the Facebook group, that's kind of where it's at. You get so much information there. And I found too much. out sometimes. sometimes too much. You have yes. to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't eat on pre-op diet, on liquid diet. And they say that on there all the time. Yeah. Um, so um, one thing, though, I did find out was tipping. Did you do the tipping? Did you know about tipping? I did not know about tipping. I actually tipped the drivers mm-hmm. because that's something I would do anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Um, I did not know to tip anyone else but the driver. No idea. So I I saw on the Facebook group to tip. And so um, for, for each surgery, I took like $300 cash in small bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't spend all that, so, but I did tip each of the nurses $5 at the end of each of their shifts. Um, I don't think I got any better care than anybody else did because the care was just phenomenal. My care was amazing and I yeah. didn't, I wasn't part of the Facebook group, so I didn't know anything about this. So, I mean, I, yeah, honestly, um, the quality of care is probably the best that I've ever gotten at a hospital or medical facility. Mm-hmm. I've had surgery in the United States. Yes. I agree that yes. this was top-notch. Top-notch. Mm-hmm. And the drivers, they just, you're treated like royalty. You are. You don't even lift your own bags. Like, like Yeah, he was like, no. No, <laughs> we got this. We, we got load this. your bags. We, yes. we take your bags out for you. Yeah. It was everything. They yeah. did everything. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, so surgery, surgery itself, um, how was that for you? So, I believe I had my surgery, and it was daytime. I don't, I think it was kind of the afternoon. I mean, it, it all happened so quickly, you know? You're put under, next thing you wake up in recovery, mm-hmm. and it was so you fast. know, you got the IV, and you get up and walk around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, it was pretty quick. Yeah, so it's kind of funny because people would say that you would have gas pain in your shoulder. I had that one day. Um, so when I woke up from my first surgery, I was like, surgery what? <laughs> what surgery? I feel fine. I'm ready to go home. Like, right. there was absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe like I did a, a um, an 
an ab workout. Like maybe right. I did an intense ab workout. I did have a drain, so that was kind of like mm -hmm. I had a drain. There's a drain, um, and you know a lot of people are are um, scared of that drain, but it's really not that bad. It's not that bad. The worst part is having the drain taken out. That's, yeah, that's it. It's, that's the worst part to me. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. I would I wouldn't say it was like painful. It was painful. It was just weird. Mm, it was weird. Weird is the best way to describe. I never it. had a drain in before. It was me either. Weird. That was new to me. But gas pain gone overnight. Anesthesia. It's fine. Coming out. <laughs> so the funny thing was, is I heard about the gas pain, so I prepared for it. And this was back. That was my first surgery. This was back when they had the. Um, gas edge strips. They had those lines. And so I didn't really need them because I didn't have the gas paint. And everybody on my floor at the hospital was like, You have gas edge strips? Can we get some of those? I'll buy them for me. I felt like a gas ex dealer. Like, right. And I was like, You don't have to buy them. You can have them. Right. I wasn't using them. Right. Um, so yeah, I shared my gas edge strips, and everybody that needed them, they were glad that they had them. Yeah. Now my second surgery, I did understand what that gas pain was because I woke up and I did have that that pain in my shoulder. Mm -hmm. But you know, walking, I walk a lot. <clears throat> walk, walk, walk. Walk, walk, walk. Use your walk. heating pad. Yes. And what else? Um, walking. Just walking More and heating walking. pad. Walking yeah. and heating pad. Mm -hmm. um, you can do gas -X and, Oh, the gas -X, That's what Yeah, you can do gas -X. We don't have the strips anymore, but you can take gas -X. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I did. I did take the... I did like the... Like, I think I did the chewables with the mm -hmm. second surgery. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, it helped. Um, yeah. And... But definitely walking. They want you up walking as soon as your surgery... Right. As soon as you're coherent. Um, yeah, you're coherent. As soon as you're coherent. <laughs> um, and that's all on day one. On day two after surgery, um, that second day, so if you have sleeve, that is your um, recovery day. Mm -hmm. If you have um, bypass or, or the duodenal switch or a revision surgery, you have two recovery days. Right. Um, but with sleeve, you just had the one. And so um, on recovery, on the day after surgery, you are going to do a leak test. Mm. Yeah, and so on the leak test, you not fun. You drink the yucky stuff, but yeah, it's not that bad. But they actually do a leak test while you're under anesthesia, mm -hmm. and yeah. then they do this leak test the day after, and it's not bad. Just do it like a shot. Yeah, NBC actually does three leak tests total. Okay. They, yeah, so they do two while you're in <coughs> surgery. I didn't okay. know that until my second surgery. Okay, I thought it was one. Yeah, they do two, two different kinds. Okay, two different kinds. Yeah, two different okay. kinds. And then um, that third one, which is a third kind of leak test, is where you do the barium swallow mm -hmm. and watch it go down. It's really neat to watch. It is neat to watch. It's really neat because you got your stand there and you got the little thing pointed at your tummy. And on the screen, you watch like this black stuff come down and swirl around and you see that it doesn't reach out over your tummy. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was gross, but it was fun. And, you know, honestly, if I could lose 206 pounds, I would drink it every day if I had to. Yes. I would. <coughs> I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade my experience for that. Me either. That was, that was fun. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, aside from that, um, on, you know, if, like I said, if you have the gas shit sleeve, then you go home on that, on that fourth day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on that fourth day... Um, you'll do discharge with Carla usually, mm -hmm. and um, she goes over all your instructions and tells you everything that you need to know. Mm -hmm. Medication, yeah. 
gives you a list of medication to get at the pharmacy if you choose to do that. Mm -hmm. um, she's very thorough with, you know, instructions. Yeah. Pay yeah. attention. Yes, pay attention. <laughs> You're gonna get your little blue folder and mm -hmm. have your surgical report and all your labs and things like right. that in it. Do not lose that. Don't lose your folder. You can replace your surgical report, but don't lose your folder. Um, and then, so, the, the medicines that I got were um, like a sublingual um, Ketorlac and then a like plus gel. Everybody loves, everybody that needs plus gel loves plus gel. Thankfully, I didn't need it either time, but I did buy it and I bought extra of it. I mean, they did give it to me and then I bought extra of it at the We hospital. didn't have plus gel. I mean, at the pharmacy. When I went in 2017, there was no plus gel. Mm -hmm. So, oh, I did, they did, I did get it. I hear it. it's really good. Yeah, they also say that it's not the same as they medicine. Are. Yeah, everybody says it's the same and everybody yeah. says, no, it's not. So. Um, just get it. If you don't need it, somebody needs it, right? Yes. So, um, and then I also bought, uh, for the second trip when I was there, I bought paracetamol. Mm -hmm. I bought a lot of it because Carla said that we use paracetamol for everything in Mexico. Like, you have a headache, your foot hurts, mm -hmm. you know, you're mad at your mom today, take paracetamol. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did stock up on paracetamol, which is similar to Tylenol, but it is definitely not the same either. So. I didn't stock up on anything. Oh. I didn't really, like I wasn't in pain. I don't really like to take a lot of medication, mm -hmm. so I just kind of went to the pharmacy and looked around. Yeah. I bought some collagen the second time I was I didn't buy anything, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first trip, I didn't. The second trip, I really didn't. It was the third trip that I kind of bought stuff. I think if I had been a part of the Facebook group, I may have bought things mm -hmm. that they've mentioned. Yeah, I didn't that know. makes a lot of yeah. sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, so, so after that, the discharge and then the trip to the pharmacy, of course the drivers take you to do that. Um, you will go back to, we get to go back to San Diego. Back yeah. to the plane. Back, back home. So what <laughs> was that like for you crossing the border? So crossing the border, you know, we get in the medical lane and mm -hmm. we all hand our passports to the driver, who hands them to the guard, he kind of looks in the van, mm -hmm. waves us through. Was it, no. was it scary for you? Um, to see all the guards, kind of, but not really. It's a total different experience than it, coming into Mexico. Right, yeah, it's yeah. totally different. And there's a lot of vendors. Yes. They'll come up to the car and try yes. to sell you things. You know, that line can be a little long, um, which kind of raises the anxiety just sitting there waiting. But then yeah. at the same time, you're talking to other patients, right. you're sharing the experience that you just right. had. Um, you do have the vendors coming up to your car, you know, selling Souvenirs. selling all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and that's entertaining, it I is. guess. It's yeah, entertaining it to is. watch. And, you know, sometimes it takes a long time to get over the border. Sometimes it's very short. Mm -hmm. It can be unpredictable sometimes. But, yes. you know, once I got back to the airport, I had an arranged wheel, um, wheelchair yeah, I did assistance. That. Yes, I did that as well. So, because I wasn't sure how I'd feel. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad I did that. So they wheeled me to my gate and mm -hmm. I was first class again. Okay. So I got to get on the airplane first. Yes. And I wanted to be near the bathroom. I wanted to be able to get up and walk around. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I didn't want to be anywhere near the food, but everybody was eating a really nice meal. Mm -hmm. So, but I had like water and broth. 
Okay. Yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> it was a five-hour flight back to where I live and, you know, uneventful. <laughs> no issues. So, yeah. yeah, so I did the wheelchair <laughs> assistance as well. Well, the first time I did. I didn't do that for the second experience. Um, but for the first time I did do the wheelchair assistance, mm -hmm. um, which is super easy. You just go up to the counter and say, I need wheelchair assistance. Oh, yeah, I think I booked mine online with my ticket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, once I got to the counter, they knew they that just I knew. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And they take you and they're so polite about it. Mm -hmm. They're so polite, so accommodating. Yeah. There's nothing odd about it or awkward yeah. about and it. A lot of people that fly out of San Diego have had surgery. Yes. And they know that. A and lot I'm, of them. I was very surprised by that. Like, oh, you had surgery. Oh, yeah, we get a lot of people that do that. Yeah. They're used to it. They are totally used to it. I think that airport probably has a lot of wheelchair assistance. Yeah, They have extra <laughs> wheelchairs, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. So, um, flying back for me, because we had the longer flight, um, I did take compression stockings. Mm -hmm. um, I did also um, try to get up like once an hour and walk the length of the plane or at least go to the bathroom. Right. Um, that way I wasn't just sitting. I had a long flight home as well, like yeah. five hours. Yeah, it was five hours. And um, so um, it was it was easy. Um, I took broth packets with me. Mm -hmm. um, so both on the way there and on the way home, mm -hmm. I could have broth. Um, now my, my second um, surgery, I didn't like warm on my stomach. I only like cold. Cold broth? Cold liquid, not broth. Oh, okay. Liquid. Um, like in Mexico, they have electrolyte and they like sell it in the convenience stores where all like Gatorades are mm -hmm. and they have so many more flavors there than what we can get here. Okay. And it's not pink light, it's electrolyte. I think similar to like electrolyte sport that we get here mm -hmm. maybe. Um, but there's so many flavors and so I had some of that coming back. TSA actually let me bring it through. Yeah, I mean they give us a leather um, telling them that we had surgery. Yeah, so it's really up to them whether you can get it through or not. Mm -hmm. it depends who you get. Yeah, but they're, they they're pretty cooperative. Yeah, the first the first time I had surgery um, coming from we actually came from the hotel that day, and the a friend of mine that I met there, one of my surgery sisters, she had her little cup of Jello, and I had my little cup of Jello. She went through a TSA line over here, and I went through one over here. Well, she come back through the line and we met up on the other side. She still had her jello and they threw mine away. Can you believe that? <laughs> no. They told me I couldn't keep mine. They let her keep her jello. Need that like, jello. I was like, what? There's nothing in this airport for me. So I, um, I did drink water though. You know, sip. I should say sip. Stay hydrated. That's so important. So important. I didn't struggle with dehydration. Did I didn't. Eat, nope, I did not. I didn't either. I just constantly sipped my water or my um, apple juice or right. well, apple juice mixed with water. Right, diluted or mm -hmm. apple juice mixed with Gatorade, mm -hmm. um, half and half. And I didn't have a problem. They actually give you that in the hospital when you wake up after you yes. do the leak test. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about that. So when you get back from your leak test, the nurses have. Apple juice, Gatorade, and water waiting on you. Right. Yes. And it tastes really, really good it's so because great. you have not had a drink for what a couple days. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was great. It was like to what is this thing? Wet your whistle. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was great. So um, back to traveling home. Um, I did use the wheelchair assistance as well, both 
um, at San Diego and when I got off the plane. Mm -hmm. too. So I was actually in the Atlanta airport and it's Me too. <laughs> gigantic. And there's a train and it's really far away. Yes. So I, I did wheelchair in Atlanta as well. Yes. Yeah. Thankfully. Thankfully. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then, um, what, so if there was anything you could change about your experience, is there anything you would change? Um, I don't think so. I, I did like traveling alone because I felt like um, I didn't want to have to entertain anyone or mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to rest and recover. Mm -hmm. So I think that part was good. Um, I wasn't afraid to travel alone. I know a lot of people do and I knew I'd meet people there. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would change anything about it. My, well, of course, my only regret is not doing it sooner. Absolutely, but that is my only did not know about, about it sooner. So. That's true. That's true. I think if I'd have known about Mexico Bariatric Center ten years before I had surgery, I would have had surgery then. Right. But then again, it probably wasn't the right time for me. It all worked out. It, yeah, everything happens for a reason. It did. I'm very. Mm -hmm. I appreciate my surgery, um, <coughs> probably because of the timing. Right. I'm very yes. happy that I did it. And I am very thankful to NBC for providing the opportunity. I am too, and um, to myself, and you, and so many other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So there is so much more to our journey. Mm -hmm. um, there is. So much more, and we can definitely get into that in future episodes. Right, absolutely. We'll talk about the pre-op diet and mm -hmm. post-op diet. <clears throat> we'll talk about NSVs. So many NSVs that it's yes. non-scale victories. Um, talk about health, um, the goods and the odds. <laughs> there right. are some odd health things sometimes. Right. There's a lot of information a lot. Um, out there that all of it is positive. very helpful and positive. Yes. Yeah. The end result is worth it. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. So come join us again. We see you next time. Bye for now. Bye for now. If you have any questions or want to share your bariatric weight loss journey, you can call or text us at 480-999-4826. Or send an email to podcast at mexicobariatriccenter.com. You can also follow Mexico Bariatric Center on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Keep in mind, these are the opinions of the host. The views represented do not reflect or define the values of Mexico Bariatric Center. This podcast is sponsored by Emerge Bariatrics and Mexico Bariatric Center. Please visit mexicobariatriccenter.com for more information.